Hello and welcome to the Rare Disease Cell and Gene Therapy Weekly Roundup. I'm your host, Aparna Krishnan. Every week, we at Partners for Access discuss the major news developments impacting the rare disease and cell and gene therapy industry and what they mean for you. So this week, um, we are going to talk about the US-based gene therapy company Bluebird Bio, which has been dominating biotech headlines recently with its intention to price its new gene therapy drugs in Teglo. We have P4A senior analyst Joanna Fernandez here to tell us a little bit more. So Joanna, give us a bit of background. When did Zintaglo get approval in Europe? So Zintaglo gained conditional approval from the European Medicines Agency at the end of last month, so on the 29th of May. Uh, they received this approval to treat patients 12 years old and over who have beta thalassemia and require regular blood transfusions. Beta thalassemia is a blood disorder in which patients cannot produce enough beta globin for their red blood cells. Sintegro, interestingly enough, is only intended to be given to patients who are eligible for stem cell transplantation but do not have a matching related donor. So this is a conditional approval. What does that actually mean? That means when Bluebird Bio submitted their dossier for Zintaglo to the EMA, uh, the EMA felt that there was not enough data and not enough evidence to provide full approval. So now I believe they've announced a new pricing scheme, actually a price and a pricing scheme involved, some sort of a phased payment model. Tell us a bit more. Yes, you're completely right, Apana. So the total cost of 1.5 million euros will be spread over five years with annual instalments of 315,000 euros per year to cover the total cost. However, this is contingent on the therapy actually being successful. So after the initial 315,000 payment, um, if the number of blood transfusions needed for the patient is not reduced, then the healthcare system will not need to continue with the remaining annual payments. Would you say this payment model is popular? Is that why they used it? So we have seen this approach recently in the US by Novartis, um, who recently gained FDA approval for their spinal muscular atrophy gene therapy, Zolgensma. The total cost of the therapy is set at over 2 million euros, which is the highest price gene therapy available currently. So their pricing model is also over five years, but the installments are divided into $425,000 per year. Rebates are given if the therapy is not working as it should. So that was a US example. Do we have any precedents in Europe? Well, in Europe, Italy takes the lead for outcomes-based agreements, with over 50 being seen so far. This is mainly driven by the country's focus and widespread use of patient registries. Um, It supports long-term evidence generation, which is key in these types of agreements. So are there any pitfalls or challenges? Well, yes. I mean, if we stay in Italy, the uh, likely funding route for Zolgensma will be the Italian innovation budget. However, a key problem with this at the moment is that it only covers drugs for up to three years. And of course, with the Zolgensma five-year payment model, this may be an issue. Um, so there has been reports recently that Bluebird Bio and other gene therapy manufacturers are lobbying to change this innovation budget requirement. In Germany, we recently spoke to a payer about such payment models, and he highlighted that there is a general view that these systems create too much work and challenges, especially in a multi-payer environment, where patients can choose their their, uh, insurance scheme and their provider. 
Um, but he did mention that it would be interesting for smaller German payers, uh, similar to Novartis's Kimraya outcome-based agreements. However, for single-payer systems like England, uh, while it might be might be easier to agree these innovative payment schemes, there is still the challenge of introducing the infrastructure and staff needed to administer the therapy and track these patient outcomes, which is a key concern for NHS England. So what does all this mean for patients and access? Well, this uh, new payment model is seen as a way of handling the high costs associated with these curative one-time therapies. Um, it is thought to reduce the burden and risk to the healthcare systems and therefore increase the likelihood of the therapy's uptake and therefore increase patient access to these therapies. Whether this will be successful is uh, remains to be seen. Now, Bluebird Bio also made another announcement along with its pricing and payment model, didn't it? Yes, so during their investor reports, they also mentioned that uh, during their consultation with the EMA, the medicines agency highlighted some concerns over the manufacturing process of Zintegro. And so the company is now trying to address those issues, but it has caused a slight delay in terms of the first expected commercial use of the product. The first person expected to be commercially treated with Zintegro is now 2020. So what are Bluebird's plans going forward? So despite this delay, um, Wall Street analysts still forecast Zintegro's beta thalassemia sales to be around 828 million US dollars by 2024. And the head of Europe for Bluebird Bio says the company is still currently filing its pricing and reimbursement dossiers in all of the major European markets. It expects to launch first in Germany, followed by the UK, France and finally Italy. This is certainly an interesting turn of events that we have to watch out for. Joanna Fernandez, thank you. Thank you, Apana. And that's it for this week. For more news and analysis, do visit our website www.partnersforaccess.com. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And don't forget to leave a review. We welcome your feedback. Thanks for listening. See you next week.